Roses are red. Violets are blue. They'll need dental records to identify you. Hello everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of Exploit It, the show where we talk about exploitation and cult movies. I'm Alexis Jowski. I like my 80s slasher movie filled with 2000s new metal. Hey! <laughs> I'm Kevin Daly. And this week we're doing Valentine's Day. We're talking about Valentine, 2001, directed by Jamie Blanks. He loves me. Spend this Valentine's Day. He loves me not. With someone you love. He loves me. Someone you trust. He loves me not. And someone you know. He loves me. Won't try to kill you. Will you dance with me? Dance with me? Dance with me? Remember the kid everybody ignored on Valentine's Day? Loser. Well, he remembers you. God, we were so horrible to that kid. What do you think happened to him? Jamie Blanks is an Australian director and composer. Interesting hey. combo there. Yeah, that is an interesting combo. He directed a a significant contribution to the slasher genre that we do need to get to at some point. Not this one? Not this one. Urban Legend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We do have to do that one. Yeah, he also did a 2008 remake of Long Weekend, which is a killer animal movie from Australia that... Um, the original's been on the, the maybe list for a while. Huh. Well, we should probably do the original before we tackle the, uh... The remake. Remake. Yep. Valentine is also starring Denise Richards as Paige Prescott. Yes, a pretty young Denise Richards. Also, <laughs> Angel from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a young Denise Richards, but she's not Tammy in the T-Rex young. No. And it's a very young Katherine Heigl. Oh, yeah, very young. I didn't even recognize her. Yeah, she she's not in the movie that long. Yeah, and you mentioned Angel. Yes, this movie has David Boreanaz. Has, you ever see Bojack Horseman? Yes. You ever see the David Boreanaz house episode? I don't think so. I don't remember. My wife watched all of them. I only watched some of them. So these tourists mistake Bojack's house for David Boreanaz's house? And Todd kind of just lets them, but nobody knows who the fuck David Boreanaz is. Oh, that's funny. They're like, he's been in TV shows. <laughs> is it show, yeah. uh, I want to say New Girl, you know. <laughs> Welcome to the home of David Boreanaz. Famous from television shows such as dramas on networks. Also, also Valentine. Yeah, Valentine, um, and he was Angel on Buffy and Angel. 
and he voices Leon in Kingdom Hearts, which is what they oh. renamed Squall. We also, uh, yeah, that's right. I wonder why they renamed Squall for that, those names. I don't know. Disney's like, I don't like that name. Music in this movie is done by Don Davis. You know, he's most famous for the Matrix movies. That's not a bad score. No, but we gotta acknowledge his early works, such as Turbulence 2 uh. <laughs> and Tiny Toon Adventures. Oh, okay. The movie or the TV show? Both. Or both. Yeah, I mean, that was good. Yeah. This guy can compose. He's got some chops. Yeah. And like we said, this movie is a, uh, it's a, it's a typical slasher from the 80s or 90s that just happens to be in 2001. Yeah, I got some derision. Oh, it's, just, it's post-scream 80s style slasher. I'm like, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, this came like a year after the resurgence of it's slashers. Like, not everything has to be like slasher movie tongue-in-cheek meta shit. Like, No, this just, one has no meta. Just because, just because New Nightmare and, and Scream did it, because Wes Craven was pushing that doesn't mean that uh doesn't mean every slasher film has to be a meta slasher film no this one's not meta at all this is just straight up but it, uh yeah there's nothing wrong and there's nothing wrong with that i i think the critics kind of were a little unfair to it because of that yep. but before we get into the episode make sure to check out more of our episodes on our site exploitapodcast.com uh you can subscribe to our podcast on spotify apple Pretty much anywhere you can go, you like follow us, give us a like, a rating, a a heart emoji. Yeah, heart emoji. A, yeah, uh, uh, Valentine you, emoji. Yeah, Valentine emoji, which is still just a heart emoji, I'd imagine. Usually, maybe, maybe it's got a little bit of white trim. You can follow us on Instagram at Exploited Podcast or on Twitter at Podcast Exploit. You can also join our Exploited Discord. The link is on the website, or contact us at exploititpodcast at gmail.com. So yeah, this movie starts with the WB logo cast in red, and it looks yep. just like a 90s slasher. I, yep, just straight up, like, yep, that's what I was expecting to see. Yep, and we get our credits over flashbacks and this 1988 Robert F. Kennedy yearbook from San Francisco. Yep. Actually, both our movies this week take place in San Francisco. Yes, they do. I didn't even huh. realize that until just now. I Me mean, neither. I did not make that connection, but yeah, you're right. City of Love, I suppose. <laughs> well, yeah, in a way. Yeah. But yeah, so we get these yearbooks and um, somebody's written them with them. And they're just, first, they're obsessed with Shelley. And we get this this nerdy kid. Who asks Shelly to dance? And- Shelly, dance with me. In your dreams, loser. <laughs> These are like sixth grade kids. Yep. So it's by really the way, this was weird. my this was, this was my first uh, dance experience in middle school. Asking a girl to dance and basically getting rejected just like that. Oh, but, uh, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. It is. It is what it is. That was many, many, many years ago. I was like, like thirteen, twelve years old. So yeah. Yeah, 22, 20, 27, 28 years ago. Yeah, it's a long time. But then, um, so after Shelley turns him down, the yearbook is now focused on Lily, and it's all like, "I love you, Lily." But Lily's like, 
Uh, no. Um, Louie? Will, will you dance with me? Ew! When he asks her to dance. So then it moves yep. to Paige Prescott, who, um, when he asks her to dance, she goes, I'd rather be boiled alive. Um, Paige? W would you dance with me? I'd rather be boiled alive. Foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah. Harsh words from a fucking sixth grader. I know, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll put it this way. It wasn't as harsh as uh, as some of these, and I didn't try four times. <laughs> Five yeah. times, I guess. So then we're, we're focused on Kate. Kate lets him down easy. Kate, Kate goes, maybe later, Jeremy. Hi, Kate. Want to dance? Maybe later, Jeremy. Okay. Maybe later. Good girl, Kate, there, just yeah. trying to... See, see that that's uh, and I, at this point I'm watching this and I'm going I need to make sure that uh, I I'm, my daughters know how to how to let not to, to be completely shitheads when they're turning yeah. guys or girls down or whoever just, just say them. just say maybe later yeah that, I mean that works you know or yeah something like that so then our uh, our young boy Jeremy has set his has lowered his bar to talk to Thick Dorothy. Rich Thick Dorothy. Though. Rich Thick Dorothy. Could uh, could do worse. Could do worse. And he's like, hey, Dorothy, do you want to dance? Oh, no. She drags him under the bleachers and they're making out. <laughs> yep. Little fucking 11-year-old kid sucking face in the, the, the gym there. Yeah, that reminds me of middle school. Not not that I had that experience, but I was yeah. uh, well well aware of others. That existing. <laughs> yep. But then some uh, some bullies come up on them, and they're, they're like, Oh, Jeremy the pervert! Dorothy, is this man bothering you? Did, did, did he attack you? And she's like, Yes, he attacked me. And so these bullies, they, uh... Oh, before I get into them, the bully's name is Joe Tulga. We never see him beyond this, but he has a no. first and last name. He does. I, I assume that, uh... He does not survive this either. And um, he's got his gang of like three other people that are they're credited as Tolga gang member one, two, three. His cronies. Yeah. Tolga gang member number one is Noel Fisher, who um, this is his first role, but he would go on to play Mickey Milkovich on Shameless for all of its 11 seasons. He would do mocap and voice work for Michelangelo in 2014's TMNT and its sequel. Huh. He played the villain vampire Vladimir in Twilight Breaking Dawn 2. Ah. So that well, I mean, that little so kid the, just blew the fuck up. Ended up with the careers that most of the actresses, actors and actresses in this movie didn't. Well, the leads had, a couple of the leads had, had good careers. Yeah, but you don't think Tolga gang member number two was going to go places, you know? Well, I also didn't think the, the rapist from... Uh, from Deathwish would go on to be, you know, Ian Malcolm, and yet here we are. Oh, yep, there we go. <laughs> yeah, good point. But anyway, so they uh, they're they're picking on Jeremy here. His nose bleeds from the stress of the situation, um, which I suppose is important. Yeah, and they she sees this weird mask. Oh yeah. Well, he saw it. I didn't. They mention it later, and they're like at the dance. I was like, what? What? <laughs> I saw it, and I was like, that's odd. Why is that there? I'm like, I bet you that's going to be relevant later. 
Yeah, but these bullies, apparently the school has no adult supervision. Or they just don't care about this poor kid. Yeah, because they yank this kid out, they strip him down to his underwear, and they beat the shit out of him on the dance floor. Yeah. I didn't get it that bad, I'll be honest. I think that may have been why I, I, I didn't uh, turn to the life this kid turns to. Oh, even when I was in middle school and then when I was teaching middle school, I never saw anything like that. I mean, middle school kids are pretty shitty. and We, even as middle school kids, were shitty. Uh, but not I, I never saw anybody be that shitty. Yeah, the shittiest I saw when I was teaching middle school is one girl stuck a bunch of pads onto one kid's back Ew, but and called yep. him called him uh, some mean names yeah it's not too bad no but then we jumped to 13 years later all these horrible middle school kids have become adults now and yeah, who, kn- who knew yeah and we start with shelly she's out on a guy named out on a date with a guy named jason who is the worst dude ever yeah uh, he is that guy also always speaks in third person yeah, he speaks in third person. Um, he's trying to be all suave and cringe. He's like, from an evolutionary point of view, I believe we should be together because of childbearing. And, well, not yeah. I. Jason believes that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we all know at least one guy that's like that. Yeah, right? we I all mean, do. I, I would imagine. I'm, I'm not the only one. I th- I've, I've met a couple. I've, I've gone on dates with a couple. How did those dates go? About the same as this one? About the same as this, where where poor Shelly is, like, writing help me in salad dressing. <laughs> and um, so she leaves. She's like, I, I'm sorry, I have finals. I'm a med student, you know? And then they deliver yep. the bill, and Jason believes this is el expensivo. <laughs> and yeah, he's... Not, all, not only is he just one of those douchebags that thinks he's, like, the greatest thing ever, he's also a cheapskate. Yeah, he splits the bill. And then, like, when she's like, okay, goodbye, I'll see you later, he's like, what, I don't get a kiss? Like, dude, you made her split the bill with you. That was that was the last straw. <laughs> Jason deserves a kiss. This hard-to-shit, this hard-to-play, hard-to-get shit doesn't play with Jason. And I'm like, it's it's not playing hard-to-get, you just, you really suck, Jason. Jason, you suck. Try, try a different approach. Yeah, so after Shelly leaves, Jason turns to some other girl at the bar and is like, hello? Jason likes your dress. Yeah. Yeah, so Shelly, um, she she goes to go do some post-date autopsy practice in the morgue. Um, doing her med school stuff, just, just, they let you just take cadavers at will, you know, if you're a student. Apparently, uh, UCLA does, <laughs> wherever she's going to school. Yeah, and they, uh, we get the trope where she hears some strange sounds. Yep. And she's like, hello, hello, is anybody there? And then we get the uh, bump into a friend, jump scare. Yep. Who's like, you're going to be okay here? Yes, I have Chad, my corpse. Which, when she returns, no, she does not have Chad, her corpse. Yeah, sadly, Chad is gone. Though, I will say Chad, probably a better uh, uh, dating candidate than... Uh, than Jason? Than Jason. <laughs> yeah, Chad doesn't talk. Chad, yeah, Chad doesn't talk, so Chad can't talk in the third person and be a complete douche nozzle. Chad won't split the bill. Nope. I mean, he'll make you pay for the whole thing. Hey, but, but that's only because he, he doesn't have the brain or money or you know, lungs. Yeah. Also, he won't buy any food, so... Oh, yeah, so that that's, that's a plus. Yep. 
So when she realizes that Chad has been swapped out for a human, an actual living being, and that the the cadaver is in the fridge, Shelly decides to pick up a weapon and, and walk around looking at stuff instead of just running the fuck out of there. Yeah, well, it's a slasher movie. Yeah. <laughs> and we get our killer with the ridiculous Cupid mask. Yeah. I, I can't decide if this is creepy or just cringy. I think it's a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B. Yeah. It doesn't work. No. I mean, maybe for the theme of Valentine, but... Oh yeah, she also got a Valentine in her locker. Oh yeah, that says something like... My bloody Valentine style. Yeah, my love grows for you, you're gonna bleed from your neck. But it's yeah, like lovingly crafted. Yes. My bloody Valentine was just basically a little heart that, you know, had a heart in it. <laughs> this has all kinds of fringe and beautifully drawn pictures. A, a, a little, lot of time. A little thing you could pull to make the knife move. Not a lot of time on a Valentine for someone you're just going to murder. Yeah. So. Yeah, Shelly here has to go hide in the, the room full of cadavers. By the way, this is Catherine Heigl. Yes, this is Catherine Heigl, long before she was knocked up. And before she was on Grey's Anatomy. She was training here to be on Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> this was her audition for Grey's Anatomy. Yes. Actually, given how long Grey's Anatomy has been on TV, that's probably not entirely inaccurate. So, um, we, uh, the killer goes through and just, like, starts ripping open body bags or stabbing him. Finally finds Shelly and just, boom, kills her. One and done. I appreciate the thoroughness of just stabbing every cadaver. Yeah. Just to be well, the killer realizes there's no place she can hide. I'm gonna go through this and, uh, stabby stabby. Yeah. Also, how did she get herself trapped in a dead end in her school that she, you know, goes to? Yeah, that's another good question. I mean, you know, she has to know that that's the the cadaver room. Like, she pulled Chad out of there, obviously. Say, she must have gotten Chad out of there earlier. Uh, what other? Oh, I I also was amused that we got the traditional. We're, we're still hitting those late nineties. Uh, horror tropes, though, because we've got the uh, the white fluorescent light over a gray dingy room saw-style fucking... Oh, yeah, and the light will flicker. Cinematography, yeah. But uh, we also see that this killer has really fucking intense nose bleeding that comes through the mask. A fucking mask? I'm like, man! Yeah. That's a lot of blood. I've had, like, Nosebleeds like that, I like nearly passed out when I lost that much blood. And that's got to be projectile because those nose holes are never exactly under your nostrils. Yeah, that was, uh, that's a very intense nosebleed that uh, that person is having. Yeah. So then we get to meet Paige and Kate grown up. Paige is, you know, Denise Richards. Kate is um, Kate Capshaw's daughter, Jane. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they're going to, to some speed dating. And Kate works in a, uh, a job industry that doesn't exist anymore. Because she says, oh, yeah. today at work I wrote an article about computer monitor dust wipes. Ah. Uh. Well, A, that's absolutely boring shit. I mean, th th that's the article that gets farmed out to AI these days. Yeah. Ain't nobody gonna write that shit. No. And so, yeah, they go to this turbo dating. 
And we do get some backstory here. Kate mentions she's still getting over Adam. Paige is like, oh, your your alcoholic ex ex-boyfriend. She's like, no, no, he's a borderline addictive personality who happens to like alcohol. That that that's an alcoholic. Yeah, and they go to turbo dating. I've never done this shit. We don't really have to. I mean, obviously, I'm married, but even if I were single again for some reason, like, yeah, I we still have would. Get internet now. Have you seen the statistics? Like, almost the vast majority of people meet through online. Oh yeah, now everybody I've been meeting lately is through online. Like that's like the most common way to meet somebody now. Like when I when I when I met my wife online, that was not as common. Now it's just like everybody. So you've never done turbo dating? I've never done turbo dating. No. So the guy talking to Kate that's screaming how much he loves the Forty ers that wasn't you. That was not me, though. <laughs> I mean, he he is correct about the Forty ers being the greatest team, but that was not me. Yeah, the other ones there is one guy that just spends the entire 30 seconds calling his ex-wife a dyke. Yeah, that was um uncalled for. Yeah. And then there's the guy that's like, the Bible is the foundation of morality and marriage. Why are you speed dating? <laughs> yeah. And then there's quiet, awkward dude. Yep. And then there's hot Ryan. <laughs> who, who just comes in with a pickup line and Kate's like oh no and Paige leans over and she's like tell me more I'm thirsty <laughs> yeah so Paige invites Kate to this speed dating and then promptly cock blocks her yeah we also learn Paige is a sexually vivacious woman yeah she she she's DTF she, she, likes, yeah. her, she likes her some sex then as they're leaving, Kate gets a call from Dorothy, and it's like, oh my god, what? Smash cut to funeral. Total cliche there. Yep. And we're at Shelly's funeral, and Kate's there with her alcoholic boyfriend, Adam. There was by- a great, the the priest said something very like, I can't remember what it was, but it's like, yeah, that's that's about right. Yep. Yep, and Adam is David Boreanaz from, I want to say person of interest, is that right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, personal interest. Uh, okay, what he says is that we mourn. We don't. We mourn. Don't mourn them. We mourn for ourselves. Yeah, that's right. Because because the dead don't care. Yeah. And I'm like, dang, priest, you are on fire. That that is 100 percent correct. The dead lucked out. They fucked right out of this life. Yep. They got they got into the get the fuck out of this movie trip. Yeah. So uh. Kate's talking to Adam, who also is a writer, and she's like, oh, look, you're in the newspaper hiding a whole ass bottle of tequila. Yep. And she's like, I'm disappointed. And he's like, oh, that's for my friend Spencer. I was buying him, you know, typical alcoholic shit. Even if he's telling the truth, there's a, there's a, you know, why tempt yourself? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean. Buy, buy, buy him something else. Like, that's risky. It's obviously for him. I mean, this is typical borderline addictive personality disorder that happens to like alcohol behavior. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And he's like, I've been sober for three weeks. And Kate's like, no, no, you're sus, bye. Um, but no, she she gives the, uh, it's it's nice Kate from middle school that gives her maybe later. Yes, basically. Maybe later, Adam. And we get our girl squad here, Kate, Paige, Dorothy, and Lily. And yeah, then- Dorothy uh, is still hanging around them. Yeah, and in comes, well, she's the rich one. Right. You have to have a rich friend. 
But then she does not view herself as the rich friend, though, as we find later. Yeah. But then along comes Detective Vaughn, this Robert Duvall-looking motherfucker. It does look like Robert Duvall. <laughs> and he's like, hey, do any of you know who killed Shelly? They're like, no, we don't. We haven't seen Shelly for like a year since she went to med school. Yeah, because they, they all still live up in the Bay Area, but uh, she went down to presumably UCLA or something for med school, USC, maybe. Yeah. And they're like, well, do you know this Jason guy? They're like, why the fuck would we know Jason? Then we see Dorothy at her fucking mansion. Um, she receives a, cre- a creepy Valentine, which I like her Valentine. Yep. Roses are red, violets are blue. They'll need dental records to identify you. That made me smile. <laughs> what doesn't make me smile is the guy that comes to her door, fucking Campbell. <laughs> the scummy tech yoga dude. Oh, he's like, oh, hey, um, so my my roommate that wasn't paying rent, he kicked me out, and all my money is invested in my internet startup. Oh, woe is me. Is everything okay? Uh, well, actually, I feel a little weird about this. In fact, I tried calling you earlier, but you weren't home. I need to ask you a favor. Sure. Well, my roommate, he's left town, and he hasn't been paying a share of the rent, so when I got home today, I found out that all my stuff had been thrown on the sidewalk. Skis, CDs, clothes, everything's just gone. And, of course, the timing couldn't be worse, because every penny I have is invested in this startup. That's so date. That's the reference is so dated to like oh internet stuff. That's right. It's two thousand one. Yeah. If no, but this dude doesn't have a fucking internet startup. No, hell no. And Dorothy's like, oh well. Also, we should mention Campbell is quite attractive. Oh, he's a good looking dude. Yeah. Um. That's how he gets away with this shit because Dorothy's like, oh Millie, set up a guest room for for this fucking guy. And we also see that Dorothy has a. A stepmom that's her own age. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, she she's the rich girl, but she's got some problems. Yeah. Um, we never see her parents beyond this scene, though. True, but obviously her dad is not very respectful of the fact that his, his new wife is being a complete, you know, ass to his daughter. Yes. Well, his daughter is also calling her a mail-order bride from hell. Well, that's because she called, gave him, gave her shit about her like sex life. Mm-mm. Who's your friend? His name's Campbell, and I met him at yoga, and he's off limits. So just let my dad know he's staying here for a few days. Is he the reason you've been spending all your time on the treadmill? Kim, you're not my girlfriend, and you're not my mother. I'm just taking an interest in your life, Dorothy. You know, as your stepmom. When you're old enough to rent a car by yourself, we can discuss your role as my stepmother. In the meantime, don't talk about my sex life. You have a sex life? <laughs> yeah, I do. And I don't charge by the hour like you. How dare you? Oh, get your hands off me, you mail-order bride from hell. Say that about Isaiah. Bring it up, you two. She just called me a mail-order bride from hell. Dorothy. Well, I don't even know what she just called me. Well, her sex life is... Yes, I will move the man I met at yoga into my house. Well, obviously there's some desperation there. Yeah. So then we have gratuitous shower scene, sans nudity, with Kate in her fancy-ass claw tub in this yeah. nice apartment. And I'm Which, like, if she lives in the city, uh, 
is exorbitantly expensive. Yeah, and her job is like what you write footnotes for Wired magazine. What is it? You do? Yeah. <laughs> and and you have this this apartment. Of course, it does yeah, yeah. have its problems. Yeah. Well, it, it, for those of you who don't know, the San Francisco Bay Area is probably the highest, like, average rent of any place in the country. Yeah. So even, like, a shitty apartment in the Bay Area is really expensive, and a nice one is, like, ball-bustingly expensive. <laughs> you have to be pulling six figures to own a studio. Yeah, basically. But anyway, so her water gets shut off when she's in the shower, and she has to use the toilet to rinse out her hair. Desperate times call for desperate measures. Like, girl, no. Just run across the street and use their, their, their sink. I mean, she could always go to her neighbors. Yeah. Well, I don't know if his is working. His water is working either. Oh, no, she don't want to go to him. Yeah, well, <laughs> desperate times. Well, she goes outside, you know, of her apartment to see the Cupid mask in the elevator. And that's when we see this fucking neighbor, Gary, who he's got a mullet and frosted tips. Ah, uh, 2001. Yeah, this dude's picture is next to date rapist in a dictionary. And he speaks nothing in, in nothing but rhyme. Yeah, but only words that rhyme with Kate. Kate. Yeah, it's um, it's disturbing. Hello, Kate. Hi, Gary. You look great, Kate. How about a date, Kate? You can be my mate, Kate. You're scary, Gary. This could be our fate, Kate. And then we go to Paige and Lily. They're at uh, their place. I guess they're roommates. Yeah, they're, they appear to be roommates, yeah. Yeah, and they're watching video dating. <laughs> That's a dated thing. Very. I, I don't even think there was a thing in 2001. Well, apparently they were still doing it. Yeah, and um, they get a valentine that signed J.M., and they're arguing over who the valentine is for. It's uh, from Jason Mraz? Yeah, Jason Mraz. I'm yours. That's right. Yeah, and Lily decides to, to slut-shame Paige by, like, it's obviously for you. You've been through the whole goddamn alphabet, Paige. <laughs> They're obviously, you know, that's that's friend banter. Yeah. And then uh, Lily's like, but I'm going to take the chocolate that came with this. But the chocolate turns out to be full of maggots. Ugh. Ugh. That made me a little queasy. Yeah, and so they're like... like yeah. They're going through everybody they've ever known that whose initials are JM. And they're finally like, Jeremy Melton from sixth grade? And they're like, oh, that fucking like nerdy-ass kid. And Paige at least mentions, like, we were horrible to that kid. And Kate's like, ah, fuck him. You know, let's all go to Lily's art show. Because Lily has got a uh, boyfriend named Max. Who's an artist, yeah. And so they go to this art show. And for absolutely no reason at all, Jason is there. Yeah. And, and he just makes faces and waves and fucks off. And we never ever see Jason again. He doesn't even speak here. Like, why the fuck did this guy come up from, his, you know, Los Angeles to just go to a random art show in San Francisco to creep <laughs> girls? Hey, well, you know. <laughs> Max is there introducing his art show, but some assistant comes up and says, Max, we're having trouble with the video playback in the maze. And I rewrote that note as, Max, we're having foreshadowing in the murder set piece. <laughs> that's, that's, that's right. It's exactly what it sounds like. 
Paige is off to hit on Campbell, but Dorothy is like, oh, no, no, this is my boyfriend that I met at yoga and moved into my house, no questions asked. It's like, let Paige have, let, let Dorothy have this one, Paige. Jesus Christ. You yeah. don't have to steal every possible partner from your friends. And trust me, you don't want Campbell. No, you don't want Campbell either. And I don't think Campbell wants her because she, I don't think Paige has that much money. No, no. Campbell only wants money. That's his That's his goal. So then uh, the girls, while Max is giving this, like, what is Valentine's Day in front of a wall of televisions that all have mouths on them? <laughs> yeah, he's that kind of artist. Yeah. The girls are like, oh, well, it's Jeremy Melton, Cupid Mask. Oh, my God, that fucking kid. You know, and then Max is like, well, let's begin my art maze. Women enter one side, men on the other. And it's it's ridiculous. It's all stupid in this maze. Yeah, this is some pretentious shit. It's all televisions with eyes and mouths and... <clears throat> Naked people. And... Yeah, and they're all just saying, love, love me. It's really fucking pretentious. Yeah, but, but, oh, even more pretentious are the people that go, like this abstract framing as they go through there. Yeah, well, uh, that's the art scene for you. And, of course, Lily and Max decide to fuck in the maze. Yeah, because why not? Yeah. And then this along comes this woman, Amy, and Lily's like, oh, oh, shit. And Max is like, no, I invited her. Let's all have group sex in my maze. <laughs> and, that, I mean, Lily, come on. You had to have figured that that was the kind of guy this dude was. Yeah, Lily's just like, nope, I'm out. Bye. The correct decision, but also you could have saved yourself a lot of trouble by, you know, just paying attention to what kind of person he is. Yeah, two steps into that maze, you should have said, nope, I, I nope. see what's going on. <laughs> and... Surprise, there's something wrong with the video playback in the maze. Who knew? Yeah, there's something wrong with the foreshadowing in the murder set piece. That's right. And Lily gets shot in the gut with Cupid's arrow, which is yep. very fitting. Shot in the heart. <laughs> and you're to blame, Yu-Gi-Oh, right. the card game. <laughs> <laughs> yes, anyway. Anyway, yeah. My Bloody Valentine had nobody being shot with Cupid's arrow. That's true. So at least this movie's on point with this theme. Yep. And our cherub-faced killer has a bloody nose again. Yep. And, it's almost uh, like a symbolic erection. It is! So the, uh, the killer here just arrow shoots her out of the maze down the stairwell and slam right into a dumpster. Lily gone. Yep. Meanwhile, Campbell's being confronted by his previous mark. Who was like, played by the woman who would eventually voice Yuna from Final Fantasy X and any subsequent media. Oh, that's Yuna, huh? Yep. Incidentally, do you know who voiced, uh, what's his fucking name in Final Fantasy X? Baka? No, Baka. Baka, yeah, that's his name. Baka. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> but no, I don't know who voiced him. John DiMaggio. Oh, I love, he's, uh. That's a he's a goddamn legend. Yeah, Bender voiced Waka. That's gonna next time I play Final Fantasy X, it's gonna completely change how I, I view this game. Yeah, but anyway, so so Yuna here, she's like, "You fucking leech, Campbell! I want my money back." 
and then when uh when Dorothy comes up, she's like, "Oh, hey, look, you're the latest victim. Fucking dump this fool." And Kate's, you know, they they all they all take this woman away. Yep. And then they meet up with Adam. Kate's out on a date with Adam. Dorothy's boyfriend was attacked by some crazy woman, a summoner. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> but she's like, oh no, Dorothy's boyfriend was attacked by a crazy woman. I'm like, I don't think you read that situation correctly, Kate. <laughs> She, well, yeah. She wasn't that crazy. Campbell screwed her over. He's Campbell's the bad guy. Yeah, Campbell's definitely the bad guy. But, you know, <laughs> good luck getting Dorothy to recognize that. And Kate just goes listing her woes. She's like, my bad neighbor is creepy. There was a Cupid mask in the elevator. And my underwear is missing. <laughs> My boyfriend's an alcoholic. Oh, wait. Yeah. Adam Adam takes, he's like, oh, uh, that was me. I took the underwear. I tried it on. (laughs) Obviously, he's joking. And then she orders a beer in front of her alcoholic boyfriend. Yeah, not, 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 not cool. And then she, she backs it. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'll just have a, a water. Well, I mean, it's good that she, she backs it up. It can be hard if you're used to like doing one thing and then suddenly, Oh, shit. Yeah, I probably shouldn't do that. Yeah, so the, all the girls now believe that Lily is out of town in Los Angeles? Yes. As they're talking Apparently to Lily travels for work. Yeah, and so the detective hands out the remembrance cards from um, from Shelley's funeral. Yeah. Which, there was one from Jeremy Melton that said, With sympathy, too bad, so sad. I'm like, that's, that's good. I like that. And so they all agree that Jeremy Melton is the killer. You know... He right. was this loser from sixth grade that they were all absolutely shitty to. His initials are JM. And the detective's like, but there's this Jason Marquette guy who, I, that's Jason from the beginning of the movie there. Yeah, I. it took me until after the movie and looking up the synopsis to remember that that was that guy's name. Yeah, even though he's, that, I think that's why they have him speak in third person. So you remember that his name is Jason. Oh, that would make sense. But then Dorothy's like, well, Jeremy attacked me at a dance in junior high school, and he got sent to reform school because of it. And I was like, wait, wait, what? He didn't attack you. And getting sent to reform school, fuck, that's harsh. But oh, it gets even worse for poor Jeremy, we find out later. Yep. So the detective is like, hey, some kid you teased in sixth grade, that's stupid. I'm going to pursue the Jason Marquette angle. I mean, Jason is kind of a dick. Right. Yeah, and this is also when Dorothy fesses up that Jeremy didn't really attack her. She's like, do you remember what I looked like back then? Do you remember what I looked like back then? You were bigger. You were big-boned. You were plump. I was fat, okay? The only person that looked at me the whole night was Jeremy. And then when those guys came up and they saw us making out... I I couldn't bear it, and so I lied, and I said he attacked me. And the girls are trying to be nice. They're like, you were bigger. You were were big boned. And she's like, I was fat. I was a big, fat cow girl, you know. That big, though. And that's why I lied, because I had so much fat. Right. She didn't want to be ridiculed even more. Yeah. For hooking up with with, with Steve from American Dad. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but then Paige is like, Jeremy Melton couldn't manage to get w- 
water out of a fountain without screwing it up. I don't think he's capable of this. And I'm like, and I'm thinking like, and I'm thinking like, how could you possibly know? You haven't seen this kid in twenty years. Everyone is awkward as fuck when they're eleven years old. I know. So Kate decides to look into this. She goes all two thousand one search engine action, looking up Jeremy Melton, asking Jeeves and shit. Getting, uh, getting a little uh, little Jallo vibes. Now we got the the civilian investigation. Oh yes, we do. But she doesn't come up with anything. But she does look at the 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 police report from that 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 dance. That's because uh, his records of his existence seem to be uh, somewhat missing. Yes, he stopped existing after this dance. Essentially, and that's when we learned that they were all like. Jeremy was 11, Dorothy, Shelley, Lily were 12, and Paige was 13. All their ages are listed in that thing. And then, jump scare by boyfriend. Cliché. Cliché. Yep. He's like, I thought we were having dinner. And they, they go. They have dinner. Where Kate has apparently told Adam the entire Jeremy Melton story in theory. And then yeah. she's like, come up to my apartment. And he's like, no, I respect you too much. Which, that's just, that's sus. <laughs> so we also learned now that Jeremy Melton was sent to a, a reform school. Yeah, because the cop is talking to them again. Yep. Yeah, Jeremy Melton was sent to a reform school. Then he ended up in juvenile hall. Then six months later, he was in a state-run mental hospital. And I'm like, fuck, you girls ruined this kid. Yep. I, I mean, obviously he had some underlying issues to begin with, but man... Again, ladies, you know, don't you don't you can reject anybody you like, but, but do, uh, do it like don't Kate. be don't be a complete horrible person about it. There's a difference between I'm sorry, I'm just not interested, and I'd rather boil a lie. Yeah, there's a there's a degree there, and don't be like Dorothy, who's so terrified to be with him, she claims rape and watches him get. Yeah, killed. especially don't do that. Yeah. Be like Kate. Just say maybe later. And they're like, where's he now? I don't know. His parents died in a fire a couple years ago. Like, Jesus. Jesus Christ, yeah. So this is definitely our killer, right? Yeah, I mean, you would think. <laughs> yeah, so they do age progression on some old-ass CGI. And they're like, nope, 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 that's not him. And who is it that asks, do you have a recent picture of him? I don't remember. It's probably Paige. Yeah, probably Paige. It's like, I can't tell. Do you have a recent picture? And the detective is like, if we had a recent picture, we wouldn't be doing this age progression shit. Like, you dumb woman. And so everyone's asking about, like, where Lily is. And then the detective is like, "Who? which you girls got boyfriends? And Dorothy is absolutely ignorant about her boyfriend being a con man. Yeah. Because she's like, his name is Campbell. He's starting his own internet company. We've known each other a month. We met at yoga. I don't know his last name. <laughs> right after giving, right after giving paid shit for fucking people with, without knowing their last name. She's like, yeah, I moved him into my house. I met him at yoga. He has internet company. And pa even Paige is like, man, that's a, that's a little loose there, Dorothy. <laughs> yeah. And so the detective lets them all go, but it's like, oh, 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 Miss Prescott, Paige, I need you to stay here. And she's like, oh, shit. And that's when he, like, 
slaps his hand on her thigh and is like, what are we going to do about the sexual tension between you and me? And, you know, he, he misread every signal. She is not into him. She right. is not one of the cheerleaders. No. And she goes, please remove your hand from my thigh. Where'd you like me to put it? How about up your ass? <laughs> well said, Paige. We get uh, Kate's house. Kate's not there, but she left her iron on. <laughs> yes. Because you know, Kate, Kate's a smart one there. She's or, the one that asked, do you have a recent picture? Or, or somebody else who happened to be in the house may have turned the iron on. Yes, because we see that Gary is there stealing and putting on uh, Kate's underwear. And might be ironing them in the meantime. I don't yeah. Really know. <laughs> he, likes, he likes them warm. More warm and freshly pressed. And um, that's when our, our Cupid color killer comes in. Uh, Gary's like, take it easy. I'm not well. And Cupid's a bro. Takes him out. Yep. Like, good job, Cupid. Car- Gary had to go. With with the uh, with the iron. <laughs> yeah, with the iron. And then uh, Kate gets home. Adam's there all. Happy Valentine's Day. The iron is, the, the cord of the iron is all nicely wrapped up. Yeah. And Kate's like, what? No, I'm always leaving this shit. Yeah, I'm surprised my house hasn't burned down. Because <laughs> <laughs> she sees it's neat and she panics and she almost beats Paige to death. And she's like, Paige, what happened? She's like, the detective is horrible. And they get a call from uh, Dorothy. They put it on speakerphone. And she's like, my good boyfriend Campbell was interrogated by the detectives. So we know that- Best. That's because he's sus as fuck. Yeah. And we know that Dorothy is in love with her tapeworm. That's right. Yeah. And then Vaughn calls and they, 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 he's like, we picked up Jason. And I'm like, I so want to see them interrogate Jason. I so wanted it. We never get that, sadly. As funny as that would have been. I wanted them with the lamp on him and, and him going, Jason does not like this line of questioning. Jason has an alibi, officer. We don't get that. No. Meanwhile, at uh, Dorothy's mansion, Campbell's setting up a hot tub for the, bur- the, the Valentine's Day party. The foreshadowing hot tub. Yep. And Dorothy gives him a Rolex for Valentine's Day. And he's like, oh my god, I didn't know it was Valentine's Day. Even though he was setting up a hot tub for the Valentine's Day party. And then she kisses him, and, and they, they're they in bed, and it's awkward AF. Yep. We don't see a sex scene, because a sex scene does not occur. <laughs> they're laying there naked, and she's like, don't worry about it. He's like, I'm sorry, I just, you know, she's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a shower. Because we realize that Campbell is not sexually attracted to her. <laughs> um, but Dorothy just thinks it's something else, you know. And he's like, I'm going to be late to your party. I have a investor meeting, this fucking guy. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, oh, please join me in the shower. He's like, oh, no, I want to get in a workout before my meeting. And she still doesn't doubt this dude. Yeah, she's that desperate. Yeah, his investor meeting? Is he's using stolen bank statements to steal her dad's ID and trying to transfer funds. He's investing in himself, really. Yeah, he is. When it comes down to it. Um, doesn't work. He, he fails some of the verification, like City of Birth, I think. Yeah, he gets really salty about it. Yeah. 
And then Dorothy calls up on the intercom and she's like, Campbell, be a dear and relight the pilot in the basement. If you're not going to fuck me, you could at least do that. Yeah. Evan Wheeler, count number 3165936. Look, we've been over this three times already. And I realize it's the entire account. February 16th, 1940. Mother's maiden name? Sather. Any other questions? Uh, San Francisco? What's that? Look, don't tell me where the fuck I was born. Just transfer the goddamn funds. Campbell? Campbell? Yes, Dorothy? We just lost the hot water in the main house. Could you do me a big favor and relight the pilot in the basement? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure, that's no problem. Fucking perfect, now I'm on the staff. And so we get creepy, dirty basement with malfunctioning lights. You know that there's, there's a murder happening here. Yeah, classic, classic, uh horror movie stuff going on here. Yeah, like as soon as he lights the pilot, boom, there's Cupid with an axe. <laughs> yep. An axe is this full, and again, Cupid's a bro. I was going to say, nothing of value was lost. Yeah. And now, boom, Dorothy's party is happening. Yep. Kate's like, hey, Paige, any luck finding a date? She's like, no, I've been playing phone tag with the turbo dating douchebag. And Dorothy is like, Cabo didn't show. Yeah, Dorothy is now very sad. <laughs> and poor Kate's like, don't worry. It's only 11 o'clock. <laughs> only oh, oh, 11. Yeah. <laughs> but he said he'd be here before the party. <laughs> you know, meanwhile, Kate and Adam, they're together. They they play cute and they dance to Prodigy at home. <laughs> yeah. You know, because it's 2001. <laughs> We do have some good songs in this. We got a little bit of Marilyn Manson in this. Uh, I think we got some Deftones. Yeah, we also have Prodigy at home. Yep, that's probably the orgy song if I had to had to guess. So Paige does meet with Brian from Turbo Dating. He shows up, and they're yeah, immediately he like, "Actually, show up." Yeah, he's like, "I want to take you upstairs. I got a surprise to show you." And she's like, "Oh, okay, let's do this." And then the. the they make out a bit, and she sits down on the bed. She's like, what's the surprise? And it's his penis. It's my dick in a box. Actually, my, my note there, I wrote down, it's his penis. The surprise is his penis. <laughs> and then he unbuttons his pants. And literally, of course. I mean, we, let's be honest. We knew it was his penis. But it's literally, he just takes his pants down and goes, there you go. The surprise is my penis. <laughs> Paige is not impressed. She's like, you, you brought me up here to show me your penis. He's like, what are you waiting for, honey? Wax it. <laughs> and she's like... What I like, what I like about Paige <laughs> is everything is on her her own terms. Yes. It's like, yeah, like, she she loves, she likes herself some sex and some hookups, but she's not... It's not gonna be... It's gonna be on her terms. So he she starts to leave, and he's like, no. No, stay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Was Was this not romantic? And she's like, hold on, I got a surprise. So she ties him to the bed and blindfolds him. And she's like, you still want me to wax it? And he's like, yeah, baby. And she just dumps all this fucking candle wax. It's hot wax right onto his penis. 
earned. Yeah. And then Campbell's last mark, Yuna, shows up here. <laughs> yep. Yep. And it turns out that the necklace that he gave to Dorothy is actually her necklace. Seems about the tracks. Yeah, she's like, you're, you're fucking Campbell. Stole that necklace from me along with all everything else of my jewelry. But he yep. loves me. That woman's got some sack showing up to, like, a party and just barging her way in to accost the hostess. Hey, I... Power to her, man. Campbell was a dick. Yeah, Campbell was a dick. Of course, he's dead at this point, so... It's all moot, but... And then so Paige is just hating the party. She's like, I'm gonna go drink this champagne, a bottle of champagne by myself. Max shows up and tries to hit on her. Because Max yep. is like, hey, hey baby, have you seen Lily? It's like, she's in L.A. No, she's not in L.A. I called. She never showed up in L.A. The plot thickens. Plot thickens. Huh, how about that? Yeah. I mean, we all knew at this point, but nobody else knew. Meanwhile, they hadn't found her body in the dumpster. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Yuna just starts going up to Campbell's room and rooting through his shit. She steals the Rolex. I mean, that's fair. And then she's in a game room, because, you know, this mansion has a game room. Yeah. Where there's no party. There's like a pool table and everything, but nobody from the party is in the fucking game room. That was sad, isn't it? Like, it's that kind of crowd? Yeah. yeah. I um, hang out with that kind of crowd. So, you know, what is in the game room is the Cupid Killer dragging the maid's dead body around. Yep. The maid must have seen something. Yeah. And now Yuna's seen something, so she has to die. She runs yep. into the... They've got a sauna, which again, totally <laughs> empty at this party. You know? What lame, lame-ass parties Dorothy throws. Yeah, everyone just wants to dance to early 2000s, like, rave music and yeah. drink. Not that that's the worst thing, but there's this place has got all sorts of cool shit. There's a game room and a sauna, and, uh, well, this woman dies in the sauna. Cupid right. throws her through a shower and pills her throat on the glass. Yeah, pretty brutal. And then, uh... So felt bad for Yuna there. Also, there's a hot tub, the one that, uh... That Campbell set up before he died. Nobody using the hot tub. Well, except Paige. Except Paige. Who's drinking a, a bottle of champ, a bottle of Santana champ uh, yeah. by herself. You know who else is drinking champagne at this party? Adam. Oh, Adam. Yeah, Adam's getting toasted. He's slamming it back, and Kate's like, which one of the 12 steps is this? <laughs> and she's like, we're done, Adam. Adam's like, no, no, it's 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 Valentine's Day. But yeah, now we get Paige all alone with the hot tub set up specifically for this murder scene. That's right. And she's just chilling in there, drinking her champagne. Uh, she has a little environmental scare, but then there's a rose next to the champagne bottle. Yep. She's like, hello, hello. Does somebody want to be my Valentine? And Cupid runs in and just fucking... Knocks her into the, the 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 jacuzzi and locks it. Yep. Which I didn't know they. Did. Well, yeah, that makes sense. See, what if you keep him outdoors, you're gonna have some cover on it. And if you keep him indoors, it's probably good to have some sort of lock on it, just so nobody like falls in. Yes, yeah, so some toddler doesn't just run past. Or some drunk party. <laughs> some fucking Adam. <laughs> yeah. Well, we did have a drunk fall in here. I mean, Paige is slamming this. That's. That's true, but she didn't fall so much as she was pushed in, in this case. And so then 
Cupid, with his bloody nose, starts drilling through the plastic, stabbing at her. Yep. And since that's going to take forever, he decides to just unlock it and throw the fucking drill into the water. Yep. And boil her to death. Yep. Boil her to death. Which also, it blows a fuse and all powers out in the party. So all the party goers. It's It's like a high school party, really. Yeah. And then instantly everyone's like, Party over, man. They all fuck off. Yep. And then Dorothy, um, Dorothy has a little fight with Kate, you know, because she's bitter because Campbell quote unquote dumped her. Yes. And Kate's like, I don't think he was really your boyfriend. I mean, you don't know his last name. You met him at yoga like a week ago. And Dorothy just like roars. She's like, you're jealous. You don't think the fat girl should have a boyfriend, huh? Yeah, she's been holding this in for 20 years. Yeah, she's like, you were the popular one, Shelly the smart one, Lily the fun one, Paige the sexy one, and I'm the fat one. Screw all of you, the fat girl has the money, fuck off. Yeah, she's just been holding all of this in for 20 years. That's a long time to be having that simmer. So Kate goes out to call the detective, and when... She dials this number, she starts hearing the phone ringing from outside, and she keeps using that ringing phone as, like, a perpetual homing device, because apparently this detective does not have voicemail on his cell phone. (laughs) It rings, like, 20 fucking times. And she finally finds the body in the fountain with the little, like, I-O-U-T-L-C, this, like, little love note that Adam wrote to, to Kate. Yep. So, uh... Alone in the house, you know, here comes Adam stalking down the stairs. And Kate's like, where's Dorothy? And the best line is when Adam goes, Dorothy's a big girl. <laughs> I laughed so hard at that. Yep. I mean, she th- I mean, she is, but she's not that big. <laughs> she thinks she's Jabba, though. I know. Well, that, and that shows you, yeah. She does that whole screaming monologue, I'm the fat girl! <laughs> That's because that's how everyone made her feel. For Say goodnight to the fat girl. The uh, unrealistic body standards that we hold. Yes, there is something to. to be said about that. But uh, So Kate's being sympathetic to Adam, mostly out of fear, because she's like, you're the killer. And he's like, I love you so much, Kate. You're the only good thing. You mean so much. And she's like, okay, whatever. And knees him in the nuts and runs off. Uh, Dorothy's room is trashed. Uh, Kate discovers Paige's body. And Adam's like, why are you trying to hurt me? I love yeah. you, Kate. Kate thinks Adam is the killer. Yep. There's a gun cabinet, and so she gets this pistol. She stalks around. But then the Cupid jumps out and attacks her, and so he drops the gun during the jump scare. Yep. And um, then Adam comes down and shoots this killer like a dozen times. Yeah. Like a perfect shot. Yeah, all center mass right there. No, no, he he's intoxicated too, by the way. Yeah, and so we and have cold blooded. We have our Scooby Doo moment here. Yep. As they pull the mask off, and surprise, it's Dorothy. And they're like, "Oh, wow, Dorothy! Why why would she do that?" Oh, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, okay. I love you, Adam. Love you, Kate. And. Well, except for Adam has a bloody nose that trips over over Kate's face, and she doesn't fucking notice. This, yep. Yeah, because Adam is... Adam is the killer. Obviously the killer. He somehow framed Dorothy. 
Well, he he he. Sho- I think when he ransacked her room, he shoved her into the into the costume. The suit, and then when she was coming out to try to escape, Kate tried to. Kate looked, you know, like, oh, this person's coming right for me, which gave Adam the chance to to clear himself. And he gets to continue on with his relationship with Kate. He finally got that dance. Yeah, even though there wasn't any music. Nah. But hey, he's probably not going to kill again. Probably not. But yeah, this is a movie. Fine. Like, it's a C+. Like, it's... Whatever. It's it's a slasher. It's a classic slasher movie. It's on the high end of average. Yeah, exactly. High end of average. It's It's not bad. It's doesn't overstay its welcome it's got actually one of the things it does have is very good character it does characters that are kind of nuanced and have different that you know their own personalities even uh shelly Catherine heigl's character who's only in the movie for 10 minutes has some development to it and i was like that's kind of cool so they actually spent some time with the characters um a which, lot. this is one of the few horror movies i've seen where I liked all the main characters. Yeah, all of these main characters, all the female characters are great women. Right. Um, Even Dorothy, you feel sorry for her. Yeah, you feel sorry. You know you know she's being played. It's not that she's an idiot. Yeah, she's, her, you understand you know, she, her backstory and why she would be such an easy mark for this dude? Yep. She has, you understand her position, her self-esteem issues with that. The characters are well-rounded and likable, and it's like, okay. Yeah. Male characters are, are absolute trash, though. But <laughs> well-written trash. Yes. I mean, Campbell is a total piece of shit, but he's like the perfect piece of shit to pair against Dorothy. Yeah. Um, nothing wrong. There's, you know, there's nothing wrong when we're kind of examining themes of, you know, body dysmorphia and unrealistic beauty standards and stuff like that as yeah. well to have you know the kind of male characters perpetuate those those issues so i think they did a really good job with the characterization the story kind of cliche um you know the kills not all that interesting sometimes the cinematography gets in the way of itself oh yeah but for the most part it's it's a yeah it's a high end of average it's it's quality enough it's, I enjoyed my time with it yeah so on the coffee scale I place this as just Duncan yeah yeah that's fair yeah at any it's time just, it's just it's it's slightly above baseline coffee yeah which is still a good thing that's still enjoyable it's still fun I you know I I was not upset I watched it at all like, yeah that was fun so. Our bonus, our, 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 I'm not bonus, they're just second episodes now. <laughs> yeah, it used to be a bonus episode back in the day. Yeah, our second episode to pair with this is The Love Witch. And uh, what a different film this is. Oh god, it's different. I mean, it fits with the theme. These are both films about love, but Jesus Christ, it's a different movie. This is like when we did Last House and paired it with Mandy. Yeah, yep. That's That's pretty much it, yep. Yeah. And then next week is uh, Kaiju. So stay tuned. We will catch you all later. Enough.